0: Love, Talk Radio.
1: Good evening and welcome to the 4th and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I am Jana, but unfortunately the Sherpa cannot be with us tonight, so we have the lovely Ginny back again to co-host with me. Ginny, would you like to say hi to everybody? Hi to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll get to her introduction. She can pimp all her, her news outlets and all that good stuff in just a minute. But first, I want to let you know all what we're going to go over tonight, how to get a hold of us, and all that good stuff. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be looking at, obviously, the matchups in week three, who you want to start, who's a maybe, who you should absolutely stay away from. We're also going to try and slow down the quarterback carousel long enough so that we can let you know who's starting and who's not for each team, since it's so up in the air this week. Um, And we're here from 9.30 to 10.30 Eastern time, so that's a full hour, and we're here at the same time every week. You can get a hold of us throughout the show a number of different ways. So if you want to have your voice heard, you can send us an email at the number 4 thnincheshow at gmail.com. And we use the same handle for Twitter, the number 4 h n show. You can tweet us there. I keep an eye on it all throughout the show. Or you can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608, and we can answer any questions you have that way as well. Uh, Also, during the week when we're not on the air, if you miss us, which I'm sure you do, you can go to fantasyfootballsherpa.com, which is the Sherpa's website, obviously. It has all these great rankings, projections. Uh, It's updated daily, so you can get your fix of fantasy football all week there. Uh, he also has a blog there, which sometimes we debate, and Ginny has just signed on to help us out there as well, and you can read this fantasy football Sherpas musings over at the Huffington Post throughout the week as well. So Ginny, do you want to tell us what you've been up to since we last heard from you and where we can find you during the week?
2: Well, I'm I'm trying to manage my fantasy football teams. I seem to do well in the professional field, but when it comes to my own family league, I tend to always just totally bomb that league, and I don't understand why... Can't get a grasp of that. So, of course, my family has to say something about that. But um, usually you can find me on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash gbgenny, that's g-b-g-i-n-n-y, and I have the same handle on Twitter. I'm a little more active on Facebook, um, but if there's something really important, I do pop up on Twitter as well. Um, So that's where you can find me most of the time, and my email is on my Facebook. So if you ever have any fantasy questions that you just need an answer to, you know, I've Got my Crackberry, and I get my email quickly there, and I'm always ready to respond to questions. So um, that's where you can find me if you're interested.
1: If they just want to rant about the Green Bay Packers, I'm sure you'll listen to that as well. I will
2: always (laughs) listen to that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, let's get right into the key injuries, benchings, new quarterbacks, and all that jazz for this week. There's sort of a long list comparatively. Uh, week two was a little bit kinder injury-wise to players, but not so much for job security. Um, starting with the injuries, everybody saw Reggie Bush broke his fibula. He's out about six weeks, wandering around on crutches right now. Uh, that's definitely going to impact New Orleans. Over in New England, another running back, Kevin Fox, he tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Dennis Dixon, the Pittsburgh quarterback, he hurt his knee. He had knee surgery today, which went well, but he's out three weeks at least, which means Charlie Batch is going to be starting this week. <laughs> A little blast from the past for Steelers fans with Brian Lefwich as the number two quarterback. Um, Matt Moore finally lost his job after two weeks in Carolina. Jimmy Clausen's is going to get the start there against Cincinnati. Bruce Grudkowski, it looks like he's going to quarterback for Oakland this week, and it's likely Seneca Wallace who's going to be under center for the Browns. Uh, The Vikings signed wide receiver Hank Baskett, released tight end Mickey Schuller, but they did not trade for San Diego, shunned wide receiver Vincent Jackson like everyone thought was going to happen. His supposed trade deadline came and went today with no movement, so he is still a charger, much to his chagrin, I'm sure. And Braylon Edwards had a little brush with the law. He's not going to be starting Sunday, but will play. How much, we don't know. And uh, Larry Johnson got cut by the Redskins, unfortunately. But I think that's the the hot list of what's happening here.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to
1: take in, though.
2: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to expand a bit on the Reggie Bush part when we get to that particular matchup tonight. And when it comes to Kevin Folk, you know, <clears throat> you know, he 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 was the most effect, effective back there for the most part like yards per carry and stuff, but you know, it, it's just the Patriots are not going to go with a single back. I mean, they're not a running team. They're a passing team. So it's not, while it's a detriment in its own right, you know, at least if they're a passing team. So it's not totally um, just a wash for them at that point. I mean, but, I,
1: think, I think the biggest loss from Reggie Bush for the New Orleans Saints from his standpoint is just the fact that he was a threat. Well, he didn't oh, yeah. have a huge of an impact in the program so far. it's still, people knew his name and they were worried about him because they knew what he could do. And I think losing that threat's going to hurt them a little bit. Actually, uh, we have a caller real quick. Let's. Oh my god. That's okay. Ask us. Hi, you're on the air with Jana and Ginny. Hello.
2: I guess we don't have a caller.
1: They didn't have anything to say.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move on. You know, you mentioned the Michael Vick thing, right? I can't remember if you did.
1: Right, Michael Vick is now the anointed starter in Philadelphia, much to the fans' enjoyment. They've all been calling for this since his quote-unquote phenomenal performance this weekend Uh, i unfortunately live in the philadelphia area so i get all that kind of fun talk radio (laughs) um i i don't think this is the right move i think maybe it's the right move for this week but i don't think it was a good idea to name him starter for the season
2: It's a total slap in the face to Kevin Cobb. I mean, they they got rid of Donovan McNabb to anoint him, and then Michael Vick has one great game, and they're just going to totally just throw Kevin Cobb to the side. And I – I just don't think it's, a, it's an appropriate move to make. I mean, I can see the logic behind it. I mean, you want to win now. That's the NFL. I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, today I'm going to win. You know, so I see where Andy Reid and everybody's coming from. I just, I don't find it quite polite, to be honest, so maybe that's the woman in me, but I found that pretty rude. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I understand, on one hand, Kevin Cobb really didn't do anything ever to earn the starting job. I mean, he had a couple of good games here and there. Last season, he went one and one in his, his two outings, but I, it's not that he ever was like, oh, he stormed in and he was on fire and took over the job with vengeance. Like, he just was, you know, they groomed him. He was their guy. McNabb left, so he was the natural replacement, but... I mean, Michael Vick, he's been out of the game for three years. He's older. And I get that their offensive line is kind of a mess, especially after week one's injury fest. But I I think right now it's just that Michael Vick can elude the guys who are going to get through on the pass rush. I just I, I, don't think he's the better of the two quarterbacks necessarily, though.
2: Yeah, I think the problem started when they just – pretty much shoved Donovan McNabb out. I think that he only had one year left on his contract. They should have just let him play that year out. They could have groomed Kevin Cobb a little bit more, and then this wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. But it is what it yeah. is, I suppose.
1: I guess we'll see how it works out this week, and I'm sure yeah. we'll be talking about it again next week. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, let's move uh, right on into the games and look at San Francisco at Kansas City, one of the 1 o'clock games on Sunday. Um, It's not a hugely exciting game, just in the fact that I don't have a lot of faith in Kansas City, period. Although I am a big, big proponent of Alex Smith. I've always been on his bandwagon, even when it was not cool to me. (laughs) Um, I think after he really, I think, proved himself last week, hopefully he can continue it and get some kind of rhythm going here. Um, And I would start him – And actually, it looks like we have another caller. Let's see if this one will talk to us. (laughs) Hello, you're on the air. Hello?
2: I think that person must have a bad connection or something, but...
1: All right. Still not happening. (laughs) So we'll look at San Francisco again. Um, Like I was saying, I would start Alex Smith... Um, probably I would want to start him more in a two-quarterback league than a one, but it really depends what other options you have. I'm okay on starting Michael Crabtree, maybe on wide receiver Josh Morgan. I would, you absolutely start Frank Gore. I don't think that's ever a question. And same with Vernon Davis at tight end. I would start the San Francisco defense and the kicker, mainly because they're playing Kansas City.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. And, yeah, you when it comes to – you know, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs may be 2-0, and but, you know, it's definitely not the passing game that got them there. They're,
1: they're maybe the weakest 2-0.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, from the two performances that we've seen so far, you know, it's obviously that they, they, they're going to be relying on their running game. I don't expect a big show from Matt Castle. Um, unless you're in a league where you start two quarterbacks, I really wouldn't recommend having him on your roster at this point. You know, and then you've got the whole Thomas Jones, Jamal Charles situation, and it's quite interesting, actually. You know, you've got Thomas Jones who produces just enough to take away from Jamal Charles's stats and to completely irritate Jamal Charles' owners, but he's not doing enough on his own to warrant a starting position on a fantasy team. So, you know, as Thomas Jones does, he just grabs the yardage that he can. But, you know, unless one of these two backs can actually become the offensive showpiece for Kansas City, they're going to continue to put up the inconsistent fantasy numbers and just, you know, annoy their owners. But if you're a Jamal Charles owner, how do, you, how do you not start him, you know? Right, but that. Right. Yeah, and I think that same level of frustration is 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 going into the Dwayne Bowe owners too. You know, and unless Matt Castle actually starts to make some big plays, Dwayne Bowe is not an every week starter. And I I think at this point he's really going to serve owners best if he was a wide receiver three or like a flex option. Um,
1: and, I think I think people get get really into the idea of if he's the number one wide receiver on a team, he absolutely should always be started. And I don't think that's the case. Especially when you look at somebody like Dwayne Bowe. <laughs>
2: right. <but> the, <laughs> so maybe
1: the number one wide receiver, but Matt Castle's not throwing enough.
2: Right. And on that same note, the actual leading receiver for the Chiefs the last two weeks has been their tight end, Tony Mackay. I, I I don't really know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm just going to call him Tony. But, you know, Sorry. last week again – <laughs> <laughs> you know, last week against the Browns, he had five catches for 58 yards. And, you know, uh Tony's kind of been his security blanket because he can't complete passes on the outside. And so, I mean, I'm not saying I would make the leap and, stop and start him at this point or anything, but he does have potential. So if you're in a, a two tight end lead, league, you know, you could consider giving him the nod. But it's interesting that he is the leading receiver for the Chiefs right now.
1: Yeah. I know what you're saying. It's just I people I think need to look a little bit further past than what they think their league should start and yeah. who's actually producing. Just I, something we're gonna try to touch on later is whether or not you should sit some of these bigger name receivers and, and players as a whole. But Twain Bow looks like a no this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can move on to one of my favorite games of the day, Dallas at Houston, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, It's no secret that I am a huge Cowboys fan, and I also love Matt Schaub. And so this game is going to be exciting for me to watch on both fronts. Uh, Unfortunately, the Cowboys pretty much stink right now. So I'm not really expecting them to win this game, as much as it pains me to say I think we're going to go 3-0 or 0-3. Sorry, (laughs) wishful thinking there. (laughs) Um, I would start Tony Romo just because even though the team sucks, he's still throwing pretty well right now and he's putting up good yards. Um, Obviously start Miles Austin. I would say maybe yes to Des Bryant. It looks like maybe he got into a little bit of a groove last week. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping. Um, I would never start Roy Williams just because I don't personally like him and he doesn't produce. I would say Mm -hmm. maybe on Marion Barber and Felix Jones. I think that really has to be dependent on who you have on your fantasy team otherwise for running backs and how many you need to start because Jason Garrett has had no interest in a running game in Dallas the last two weeks, and while that should change this week, I don't know if it actually will. Um, Yes, I would start Jason Witten, even though he was concussed last week. He's practiced all week and seems to be fine. I would not start the kicker. I would not start the defense. I don't think they're going to win this
0: game.
2: (laughs) I I definitely think the Houston uh, Texans might take this one as well. You know, Matt Schaub is definitely someone you want to start every week at this point. You know, a little side note, he did suffer a little ankle injury last week, but he did stay in the game. Um, And and last week against Washington, he had a career-high 497 yards in overtime. You know, he's not going to post. Those great of numbers throughout the season, but he should remain in your lineup, obviously. I mean, he's Matt Schaub. Um, right. For the running game, we know Arian Foster had a awesome game week one. You know, last week, since the Texans fell behind, obviously they had to rely on the passing game. They had to play catch-up, so that resulted in a bit of a decrease for Foster's stats. But he still played great. He is a feature back in Houston, and he should be in your starting, starting lineup without a doubt. Andre Johnson had an MRI that showed a a mild ankle sprain, but he's going to play this week. And if you have him, it's undoubtedly that, you know, he will be starting for your fantasy team. Then you've got Kevin Walter. Um, He had 11 targets last week. He makes for a great wide receiver three or flex. Then you've got tight end Owen Daniels. He's just not quite in the game shape yet. If you can find a better starting option next week, I would move to that. I'm not saying to drop him and give up. I just I think he's got some kinks right now that he needs to work out.
1: Especially because he missed the last half of last season. He hasn't played in a meaningful game in a while. Right. It's going to take a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, but I definitely think that Houston's probably going to take this game.
1: Yeah, it it makes me sad, but yes. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, let's go to Tennessee at the Giants. What do you think about the Tennessee Titans for
1: next week? Uh, I am concerned. Uh, the fact that Vince Young got pulled from the game without anything traumatic happening injury-wise makes me a little bit nervous just in that we've all seen how after the team kind of gets down on him a little bit and the fans turn against him, he's not the strongest mentally, it seems. No. Hopefully he won't run into any issues like he has in the past, but it makes me not want to start Kerry Collins or Vince Young this week because I don't know who's going to play, how much either is going to play. I, Vince Young will start the game, but whether or not he stays, I don't think it's worth it to take the risk, especially, especially against a defense like the Giants. Um, I would, because of that, maybe start Nate Washington at wide receiver otherwise. I wouldn't start any of the others. I also would not start the tight end. Obviously, you start Chris Johnson. I know he's had a little bit of a down season so far. It's been two weeks, but I don't think you can bench him yet. Um, <laughs> yes, the kicker, no to the defense, just because I think most of Tennessee's points will come off field goals this week. <laughs>
2: Well, for the Giants, you know, <clears throat> while Eli, you know, wasn't terrible last week, their, their offensive line uh, definitely was. You know, four of his passes actually went awry because he was, he was throwing and kind of going to the ground at the same time. So I don't know how, how effective he's going to be in the next few matchups. You know, the Giants are going to be facing the Titans and the Bears and the Texans. But um, overall, personally, I, I'm just not an Eli Manning fan. I usually don't draft him. I feel like he's inconsistent. Yeah, he frustrates me a lot, and I don't like to have players that frustrate me because I feel like I make rash dis- decisions when it comes to managing my team, so I just kind of steer away from those players. But, um, yeah, for the running game, you've got Ahmad Bradshaw. You know, he had corrective surgery in the offseason on his feet and his ankles, and it's obvious that it has helped him tremendously. He makes oh, yeah. a great
1: – You can absolutely see that he just runs easier, and that's totally helping his game.
2: Oh absolutely and he made the great running back too for owners you know Brandon Jacobs he is I think he's like on this downward spiral spiral you know he was fine 10 grand you know, for throwing his helmet into the stands last week because he was frustrated. And I'm just not interested on somebody who can't get it mentally. And I'm just – I'm not really high on him fantasy-wise anyway, so I would definitely I – mean, he,
1: um, he had a decent week one as, like, a flex player. He gave some yeah. yards and some points. But last week he had, like, less than 50 yards. He had, like, 10. I He threw his helmet in the stands. He's – rumored to be asking for a trade it just stay away this week yeah i'm not
2: interested in him but um you know, catching the balls. You've got H- Hakeem Nix. He's dealing with a slight ankle sprain. He, he does not appear to be hindered at all by it. But you need to keep that in your mind. And you know, uh, opposing defensive coordinators—they're going to be planning from, for him from now on. So I'm not going to be expecting this constant, multiple touchdown outings from him anymore. You know, if you have him, obviously he makes an excellent start. I just wouldn't put my expectations as high as they were in say week one. Um, and then you've obviously got Steve Smith he he makes for a good wide receiver 3 Kevin Boss, he's dealing with concussion issues. You know, uh, Wisconsin's Travis Beckham, he has been in in Boss's stead. If Boss misses more time, obviously Travis Beckham is going to sl- see a slight increase in targets. But that's all in perspective because we have to remember that the Giants' tight ends are are mostly blocking tight ends, and they don't really have extreme fantasy relevance as a lot of tight ends do on on other teams, like for the Packers or the Vikings or something like that. Right.
1: So, right. but um.
2: I, I think the Titans are gonna take this game. What do you think?
1: I don't know. I just the whole quarterback situation makes me nervous. I also don't like the Giants so I'm a Cowboys fan. I think it'll be a close game, but I think maybe the Giants edges it out.
2: Okay, that be so, interesting. We'll
1: okay. see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now to an even more convoluted quarterback situation. Let's look at Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. <laughs> Um, Pittsburgh has been trying to start a different quarterback every week. It feels like, um, obviously Ben Roethlisberger is still suspended. Dennis Dixon gets hurts as me this week. He just had surgery. So Charlie Batch is going to start. Uh, Charlie Batch, who I believe, uh, has just been playing as a third quarterback. Brian Leftwich which is his number two, who was, Released and then re-signed this week, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they released
2: him; way. they did release him with the intentions of re-signing. So I mean, they right. didn't do it just because it of the injury. I am
1: less money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I don't want to start Charlie Batch. I'm not super confident in him. I'm not super confident in his chemistry with the receivers. I just feel like this is a little bit too much turmoil for the offense. So I'm looking at only maybe starting Heinz Ward and Mike Wallace. Uh, I I think it depends on how big of a Steelers fan you are. <laughs> you do need to take into account, though, that they are playing Tampa Bay, which is not exactly a defensive powerhouse. So if they're your best wide receivers, you start them. If they're slightly better than somebody you have, maybe still start them. But if you have, a, you know, a Steve Smith, either Steve Smith, start them before either of these guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah.
1: I would say yes, start Rushie, Rashard Mendenhall, because I think they're going to be doing a lot of running in this game. Mm-hmm. I would not start tight end Keith Miller. They just don't have good chemistry. Yes on Jeffrey, the kicker. Yes to the defense. I think the defense is going to be the only thing that keeps them in this game.
2: I definitely agree with that. Yeah, but when it comes to the to Tampa Bay, you know, I, I'm actually really digging on Josh Freeman at this point. I would definitely, if he does well against Pittsburgh this week, I would definitely consider making him. A weekly starter. I don't have him on any fantasy teams though. But you know, if you do, if he does well against Pittsburgh, like I said, I would definitely consider making him a weekly starter. If you have, you know, obviously if you don't have a better option there, and if you're going to start a running back from Tampa Bay, it's it's going to have to be Cadillac Williams. I mean, he is the guy toting the rock there. And since Kavak Williams, we all know it's not a secret that he's kind of injury-prone, it is worth noting that it's Ernest Graham who's actually his official backup and not rookie Kareem Huggins, although Huggins is chomping at the bit for that. Um, right. um, for the receivers, you've got rookie Mike Williams. He can definitely be looked at as a, as a weekly starter. I mean, he's getting upwards of like ten targets a game. He always has a chance to score. So he makes for a fun play. Um, right, I
1: agree. Yeah, Use go –
2: yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, Kellen Winslow, he's been playing through some knee play, pain, but he's still a great tight end option. I mean, that guy is just a beast. I mean, he was targeted four times last week, okay? He caught all four passes. And to boot, all four of those passes, were they actually came on third downs, and each catch actually extended the drive. So, I mean, he is just a great option for fantasy rosters. I mean, I've always been a Kellen Winslow fan. I don't, you know, no matter what, I always – seem to get him on some team somewhere. I don't know if it's because he has a cool name or what, or maybe because his dad was so awesome. But um, I definitely like Kellen Winslow this week against the Steelers.
1: All right. Sounds good. Let's look at Detroit, Minnesota, one of your favorite teams. Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit is still Matthew Stafford-less, so Sean Hill is going to start again this week, and I would not start him. I'm not a big Sean Hill fan. Um, I think you have to start Calvin Johnson. I don't think there's any reason you ever wouldn't start Calvin Johnson. I would not start Nate Burleson at wide receiver. He's got some ankle problems. Um, I am in love with Javid Best as a fantasy player, so I always start him and you should, too.
2: Absolutely. No
1: to side-end Brandon Pettigrew, no to the kicker, no to the defense. There are not a ton of redeeming qualities about this team.
2: Right, but one interesting thing is that, you know, Detroit could very likely be playing from behind, and Sean Hill's going to have to pump that ball to Calvin Johnson. So, you know, if, you, if you're in, like, a, a two-quarterback league, Sean Hill actually kind of makes an interesting play just for that concept. I mean, you've got Calvin Johnson – Somebody's got to throw the ball. It's going to be Sean make, yeah, Hill. He's
1: going to make the quarterback better. <clears throat>
2: sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, but for the Vikings, you know, I I don't even know what to tell somebody about Brett Favre. I mean, he is just he's frustrating to coaches, to teammates, to owners. Uh, uh, you know, personally. Like I have said my whole life, I would never draft him. I don't want to have to worry about those costly interceptions. You know, to me, I just I, I find him very erratic on my rosters. Aside from the fact that I loathe him because I'm a Packer fan, but he, generally he makes he makes me uncomfortable because I don't know what's going to happen next, and I just I don't like to grit my teeth every time he throws because I don't know who's going to catch it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For the receivers, you've got Percy Harvin. He was hampered with a flare-up of his hip injury. You know, and if he's health- healthy, he always makes a, f- a fun, you know, receiver to have in PPR leagues. But um, oh, right. with his injury last week, Bernard Barium actually, you know, had a chance to pick up the slack, but he totally failed to deliver. I didn't, I didn't feel like him and, and Favre were ever really in sync, and so that was a little bit disappointing. But um, you know, really know that the Vikings
1: not want to start Barryum this week.
2: That's yeah, and the Vikings did pick up Hank Baskett. He's really not that much of a threat. I mean, he, he's he been dropped from, I don't know, two or three teams. It's just, he's not that interesting. I'm surprised they didn't go after Vincent Jackson. But, um, you know, so, but, but, yeah, in my opinion, if it, honestly, if you're going to, if you're going to have a receiver from the Vikings on your fantasy squad, it should definitely be their tight end, Vasante Shenko. I mean, it's not a secret far. Oh, yeah. Fav always relies on his tight ends. That's just what he does. And to boot, you know, Shanko really is the best option right now to receive the ball. So if you have him, I would definitely start him. And I hope that the Lions take this game. Definitely hope the Lions take the game.
1: (laughs) It would be nice to take a little heat off the Cowboys if somebody else was (laughs) 0-3.
2: Yeah. Well, moving on to Atlanta at New Orleans, what's your opinion of the Falcons coming into this week?
1: I... I am a big, big fan of Matt Ryan, so I am always a little bit higher on the Falcons than a lot of people are. Um, I think they have pretty much across the board you, they've got a lot of fancy options for you. Any position, I would say yes. I'd start Matt Ryan. Start Roddy White. Start Mike Turner at wide receiver. Yes, tight end Tony Gonzalez. Maybe not the kicker, maybe not the defense, just because let's be realistic, they are playing the Saints. I don't think this is Going to be a, a huge, you know, game for either defense because both offenses are so overpowering. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game, um, and I think that starting that Ryan's going to be a really, really good idea this week.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I
1: totally agree. I, just, um, I don't know. I, either team could win this. I don't really feel strongly one way or the other.
2: Yeah, you know. But when it comes to the Saints, obviously, if, you, if you've got Drew Brees on your roster, there's, there's no question you're going to start him. I mean, that, that really goes without saying. But, you know, and, and, and piggybacking off of what we were talking about Reggie Bush earlier, you know, I find it just incredibly interesting what his, in, what his injury actually does to change the dynamic of this team. I mean, one would think in a normal, in a norm, on a normal team that Pierre Thomas's value would totally skyrocket. But in reality, you know, the Saints – Right. The Saints are not a ground-and-pound team. They are a passing team. And so while I do concede that Pierre Thomas's value, I mean, it naturally does rise when Reggie Bush is out. You know, not as much as it would, though, if they were like an elite running team. Um, if you have they're Pierce not, Thomas. They're not
1: splitting time the way that, like, Carolina's running backs are. Right. You know, it's not that Reggie Bush was taking away a ton of carries. He was, right. he was, here, he was there. It wasn't a huge deal.
2: And if you have Pierre Thomas, you have to start him. I wouldn't expect super crazy stats. I would think that he would continue on the path he's on. You know, another effect that this injury has on the team is the value of Marcus Colson. You know, now he will be the one that's targeted for all those really short catches because that's what Bush was used for. And, you know, and until Bush returns, Drew Brees is going to rely on Colson more. So if you have him, that's a bolster to that on your fantasy squad. Um, The third effect I think that – Bush's absence has is Jeremy, is on Jeremy Shockey, their tight end. You know, normally at this point with this production, fantasy owners might be thinking, oh, I need to go look for better options. But with Bush out, you know, Breeze is, he's going to have to be a lot more creative. And I really think that that could evolve into, into Jeremy Shockey being a lot more productive. Um, and then the other receivers, Robert, go ahead.
1: I, I was just saying I totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Keep going. <laughs> well, when it comes to Robert Meachin and Devry Henderson, you know they they are members of this like two man tandem of deep threats. I mean, I don't. If you have one on your roster, you could just pop them in a wide receiver three or a flex position, you know, depending on the matchup. But to me, I never know which one's going to get the stats that day, and I just I find those you know tandems like that kind of kind of frustrating. But Drew Brees obviously spreads the ball around, so you'll get a little you know, something, something, if you have those players and you're desperate, you know, when the bye weeks come up shortly.
0: I
1: agree. Uh, Let's uh, move on to a not so much of a shootout game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm talking Cleveland and Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, Obviously, Cleveland's never going to give you a shootout, and Baltimore has a huge defense, so it's going to be a very different look. (laughs) Uh, This week, Cleveland's going to – looks like going to start Seneca Wallace. It's not a total for sure yet, I don't think, but it's leaning that way since DeLome hasn't practiced and has that ankle injury. Um, I would not start Seneca Wallace. I'm not really a big Seneca Wallace fan. But if you're in a two-quarterback league and Seneca Wallace is your second-best option at quarterback, you're not drafting well, but (laughs) you need to start him. (laughs) Um, I don't think you're going to have an offensive explosion here. If you're looking to start somebody, I would say Mohamed Massaqua is a decent flex player. He's not your number one wide receiver this week. Don't get crazy. And running back Jerome Harrison – I think he's going to do a fair amount of running this week because Seneca Wallace does not have a rocket attached to his body. Uh, but I true. would absolutely not start any tight ends, any kickers, or any defense that plays for Cleveland. Terrible decision. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah,
2: I, I think that the Ravens are going to take this game this week. And, you know, even though I drafted uh, Joe Flacco in two of my leagues, so it's I'm kind of embarrassed to mention out loud now, I am officially no longer wacko for Flacco. I mean, Uh-oh. he <laughs> he has been playing poorly. You know, I'm not going to drop him, but I, I am going to bench him and, and seek other options until I see improvement because I I truly do believe that hopefully somewhat soon in this season he is going to come into his own and, and they're going to be more of a passing um a team. I mean, obviously they have Ray Rice, but he's been frustrating for owners so far, and obviously I'm one of those owners as well. He popped his ankle in the Ravens' last outing, so you know kind of be mindful of that. I'm definitely never going to bench Ray Rice. I mean, I think the Ravens will come back and rely on the running game in the future weeks, and I'm going to keep Ray Rice in my lineup so I can reap those benefits. But you've got Derek Mason and Anquan Bolden, and and, and Bolden is consistently targeted, uh, though he's unfortunately hindered by Flacco's inaccuracy. So it's just like, you know, you you have these great weapons, and it's too bad that that you're just not using everything to your full potential. But – I do think the Ravens will pull this one out. Hopefully Ray Rice will will have great stats this week.
1: I hope so. And uh, let's pause for one second because we have another caller, hopefully not a phantom one. (laughs) Hello, you're on the air.
0: Hi there. I've been listening to the show here at work. You guys are awesome. And uh, I just wanted to call. I wanted to call. I got kind of a, problem that uh, I, I trusted that uh, Vincent Jackson was going to get his situation all straightened out uh, this year, and I, and I drafted him, and now it looks like he's going to be gone for at least the fancy football season, and so I need some advice on a couple of, you know, free agent wide receivers to pick up basically tonight, because the waivers are going to start running uh, here later on tonight, so it's a 12-team league, uh, PPR and uh, I was wondering if you guys uh, had any um, recommendations.
2: Well, you want me to answer this, Jana?
1: You can go ahead. We can both do it. You can start.
2: Oh, okay. Well, one, one person, I, I, I'm going to give you two names here. The first name would be Mark Clayton, I mean, for, for obviously for the Rams. He wasn't even drafted in most leagues, and I think he'd be a great – uh waiver pickup for owners who need that. You know, he not only helps you if you need a flex player, but down the line when you have bi week issues, I think he's gonna be a great addition to your team. Um also, if you um from the Broncos maybe think about Demarius Thomas. You know, um the emergence of him I think um, won't be utilized as much quite up front, but he is a breakout player, and I really think you need to pick him up. So those are the two names that I would throw out there because I definitely think that they're on waivers in most leagues that are not like hardcore fantasy leagues would be Demarius Thomas from the Broncos and Mark Clayton from the Rams.
1: I agree with both of those, and I've got two more for you. One being Jordan Shipley in Cincinnati. Right now he's the number one three receiver behind, obviously, Ojo Cinco and T.O. Um, he's been targeted a fair amount throughout the first two weeks here, and it looks like he and Carson Palmer have a little bit of a rhythm going, and I'm big on chemistry. And also Jacoby Jones with the Texans, who I picked to be my sleeper this year, and he's been having a fair amount of success so far, and I think he can really develop as the season goes on and give you more points each week. So hopefully Okay, those are
0: <laughs> Okay, is there any kind of I mean, is there any kind of I mean, let's from where I'm at, you know, I I'm doing pretty well in those leagues and I might not get, you know, those guys might get picked up, you know what I'm saying, by the teams that aren't doing as well on the waiver wire. Do you guys maybe have one kind of deep sleeper that that maybe people aren't quite looking at yet that um that I might be able to look at and pick up?
2: Well, you could always go you could always okay. go with Golden Tate out of Seattle. That could be an interesting option for you. You can always go to um, Keelan Williams, my LSU boy. Um, that might be interesting. I mean, Clinton Portis is injured. That might be fun for you. Um, I maybe
1: know, like, I, can- uh, I like Kenny Britt on the Titans too. He hasn't had a going on the first two weeks so he might not be on a lot of people's radars yet but i think he's really going to come into his own if they ever figure out their quarterback situation <laughs>
0: that's awesome well i really appreciate those recommendations I'm i'm definitely gonna uh, uh, get those claims in here tonight as soon as i get off of work and uh... Mm-hmm. you know they, they... if you any
1: other questions uh, feel free to shoot them to us on twitter we're there all week
0: too so we can help you cool. out cool I, yeah. I think i think the uh... The Keelan Williams recommendation is really interesting because, I mean, he was such a big play player at LSU, and uh, they let, I guess they let Larry Johnson go, basically, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so uh, with, the, you know, the Mike Shanahan offense there, that, you know, they have a thousand-yard rusher come out of the woodwork. It seems like every year they were in Denver that I think I'm definitely going to put a claim yeah. in, at least for, a you know, a possible flex down the line for Keelan Williams. And then hopefully I can get one of those, those uh, good wide receivers you guys mentioned. So thank you very much for the recommendation.
2: You're welcome, and no feel problem. free to, yeah, definitely tweet us or email us or, or Facebook us or something, and let us know how it worked out for you. Let us know if you were able to to claim those players and stuff.
0: Sounds cool. I appreciate it. Back to work now. Right.
1: Have a nice day. You, right. you too. All right.
0: You too. All well,
1: right. That I was fun. Help them out there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So what what matchup are we on? Are we on uh, Buffalo, New England? Because we're behind the times here, and if we don't we hurry up, behind. we may not finish them all.
1: We're going halftime here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's not much I can say about Buffalo. Uh, They're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick this week, and you should not start Ryan Fitzpatrick. (laughs) Uh, The only person I'm really looking at starting here is Lee Evans. Otherwise, no running backs, no tight ends, no kicker, no defense, no quarterback, nothing.
2: You're not interested in Marshawn Lynch or C.J. Spiller at all?
1: Nope, they said that they're going to split time evenly between the three running backs this week. So I am not interested in anybody.
2: Between all three of them? Fred Jackson? Wow, that's pretty interesting. Well, for the Patriots... I
0: would stay away.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I definitely think the Patriots are going to take this game. I don't know if that's too obvious of a statement for folks. But, you know, obviously, Tom Brady, you got him, you start him. You know, he's got incredible weapons at his disposal. That's a no-brainer. I personally am not interested in any running backs from the Patriots, their passing team. I mean, I don't know who's going to get the ball and for how many drives, so that doesn't interest me at all. You've got Randy Moss. You start him every week, regardless of a few inconsistencies here and there. I mean, um, thank God he had that one highlight, real one-handed touchdown catch that salvaged his fantasy day last week, but... um, Then you've got Wes Wilker. Um, He got his bell rung a little bit last week, but he's a dependable red zone target, so, you know, you can definitely start him. One one thing I found found interesting was, um, you know, Aaron Hernandez, the, the tight end for New England, you know, he's actually emerging as a real weapon. And if you have room on your roster, I would definitely pick him up and stash him there, see if he's the real deal. If you have a two tight end league, that might be an interesting little play there.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited because I picked him as a sleeper earlier this season, so I look smart. Oh, great.
2: Good job. <laughs> What's your take on um, the Cincinnati let's... at Carolina game?
1: Um, I think Cincinnati wins this. I don't think it should be even a question, but I would start Carson Palmer even though he's looked a little lackluster. I also am starting Ochocinco and T.O. this week and maybe even Jordan Shipley as a flex player. Hopefully I don't blow that guy's spot up who just called since I told him to pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> I would start Cedric Benson at running back, and obviously the tight end Gresham, and yes, the kicker and defense. I'm big on Cincinnati this week.
2: Yeah, you know, for the Panthers, earlier we obviously we talked about Jimmy Clausen. He's now the starter for the Panthers. You know, and if you're on the team quarterback. You- yeah, I can definitely see. He can make for an interesting play. You know, you've got Steve Smith a part of that offense. So the quarterback, you know, Connor you, you definitely have to consider the quarterback in that. You know, he's a key part of the offense no matter who is really under center. You know, um, running for the Panthers, you've got D'Angelo Williams. Unfortunately, much to the fantasy owners being missed about it, he has yet to score. Uh, but they're, but the Panthers are really struggling on the offense. So maybe move him down to a running back two. Let that situation work out. Same goes with Jonathan Stewart. I wouldn't start him at this point at all until those offensive woes are definitely corrected. Um, You know, And and also, the Panthers don't even really have a true wide receiver, too. And I think their tight end, Dante Rosario, really does fill that void. So when bye weeks start to affect us all here shortly, I think he could definitely make a fun addition to a roster to help out with that. And I definitely agree with you that the Bengals will take this this game as well.
1: Yeah, and let's look at another team that looks to be a lock this week, the Redskins at St. Louis. I don't think there's going to be too much of a fight from St. Louis, even though that pains me to admit. Uh, (laughs) I I would start Donovan McNabb in a two-quarterback league. I don't know if I'm ready to go ahead and make him my number one quarterback anywhere. Um, I would start Santana Moss, yes, on Clinton Portis, and absolutely on tight end Chris Cooley. If he's not drafted by somebody in your league, you need to snap him up. Uh and yes on the defense but I would not start their kicker he's been having a few issues
2: lately. <laughs> yeah and obviously you know Keelan Williams is the Washington Redskins that we just mentioned for people to pick up that running back if you you know are Clinton Portis owner and you're concerned about that that little injury there. Um for the Rams you know so rookie Sam Bradford he's definitely been serviceable for the Rams so far he would make a decent quarterback too if you're in that type of league uh steven jackson another one has yet to score which in my book is predictable i you know some owners you know you may still need to bench him in favor of something a little more enticing right now it's not necessarily a bad idea depends on who else is on your roster i am not a steven jackson fan i do not draft steven jackson I'm not, That's not one sure. of those guys that frustrate me to no end um And also to the caller, I mentioned Mark Clayton. Um, Like I like I said to the caller, he hasn't even been drafted in most leagues. I think he's a great white waiver wire pickup if somebody else hasn't already um, grabbed him. Laurent Robinson, if, if you're in like a really deep league, I guess you could start him. I wouldn't really rely on that. Yeah. You've got their tight end, Daniel Fells. He's interesting. I keep an eye on him, but I don't really think that the Rams tight ends have much of a fantasy value at this point, point. and I agree that the Redskins are going to take this matchup as well.
1: All right, let's move right along to yet another quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing in Jacksonville this week. Um, I would say start Michael Vick. Uh, I think probably only if you're in a two-quarterback league, which a lot of people are, but obviously Philadelphia is putting all their chips in the Michael Vick stock. I I think it's clear they're going full force with him. I don't think there should be any kind of downtime from last week. He had a fairly productive game last week, and I don't think I can argue with that, especially against Jacksonville, who I'm not huge on to begin with. So start him, start Deshaun Jackson, start Jeremy Macklin, start LaShawn McCoy, and I would even go Brent Selick if you're in a deeper league. He's a good option at tight end, very reliable. Um yes on kicker and defense.
2: Um for the um well, I totally agree with starting Michael Vick. I mean, he's a he was a great pickup. I mean, if you were lucky enough to be in a, in a really deep league and you drafted him with a flyer in the late rounds, that was obviously smart on you. Um, I have him ranked in definitely in my top five performing quarterbacks this week. So, yes to Michael Vick. I totally agree with that. Um, but on to the Jaguars, you know, their quarterback, you know, to be honest, until he improves David Girard he I'm putting him on my bench. I do have him in one league, I will admit that. His his ineffectiveness is like totally embarrassing. You know, I'm not interested in him right now. I'm not I'm not saying my opinion won't change, but right now as long as I don't need that spot on my bench, he's going to be keeping it warm. Um, I think he has potential only because he's got Mike Sims Walker. And um, I'm glad I was able to snag him in the league. I really dig him. He kind of had a lackluster performance week one. But, you know, last week against the Chargers, he totally knocked it off the charge. Ten catches, 105 yards and a score. Um, I like that. His fellow receiver, Mike Thomas, he really won't get any fantasy recognition, I don't think, until there's some consistency from the quarterback. So he's not that relevant right now. Then you've got Maurice Jones-Drew. His production is obviously frustrating. We have no point but to pretty much continue to start him right now. I'll wait a few weeks. If nothing happens, I may be forced to seek other options. Uh, their tight end, Mercedes Lewis, he continues to get a lot of targets. He makes a great, uh, a, a decent tight end starter, if that's what you have to work with. So, But I definitely think in this game, I'm going to put the edge on the Eagles, definitely. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's so what- look at San Diego and Seattle. Uh, I think San Diego wins this without a problem. I think Seattle's still got a little bit of disarray, just overall.
2: A little bit. <laughs>
1: uh, San Diego does have a question with their running back situation. Ryan Matthews got hurt last week. It looked a lot worse than it was, so he's questionable this week. He hasn't practiced yet, but he's still targeting the play this week. Um, whether or not he does, you really need to watch right up until Sunday morning, I think, and I would sit Darren Sproles this week just because even after Matthews got hurt last week, running back Mike Tor- Tolbert came in and got in yeah. the front of the carries. And it doesn't look good for Sproles, even though I think he has the most potential out of all three. I just don't think he's going to get the touches this week, whether or not Matthews plays. I think maybe you want to look at uh, Tolbert just – because what even if Matthews plays, he's still going to get more of the carries, I think, just because Matthews has a bum ankle. Um, I'd also say yes to Antonio Gates at tight end, yes to Malcolm Floyd at wide receiver, and I would start both the kicker and defense here for San Diego. I think they're just going to overpower Seattle.
2: Yeah, and for Seattle, you know, Matt Hasselbeck is is definitely not one of my favorite quarterbacks right now. I feel like I'm being really mean to quarterbacks tonight. I don't mean to do that intentionally, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> i
1: definitely mean to team period.
2: I I'm I'm definitely iffy on, on Hasselbeck as a reliable start at this point. If I have better options I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to those. And a running game for Seattle certainly does not Wet my whistle at all in the slightest. You know, and if, and if you're gonna own, honestly, if you're gonna own any running back from the team, it really should be Justin Forsett. You need to play the matchups with him, wait and see if his number of carries increases, and if so, then obviously that's the sign that Seattle is gonna gain some confidence in him. So definitely Justin Forsett if, if, if need be. The re- the receivers for Seattle. I mean, there's five of them. No one is going to be the shining star. And personally, I'd rather find another player from our roster. I mean, like I said before, you know, I'm not in this game of trying to pick who's going to be the productive one that week. Um, with that, like with, I, like I told the caller, Golden Tate, however, has great sleeper potential. He had a big punt return. He had a reception. And Overall, it's a mediocre receiving core in Seattle, and I really think that Golden Tate has an opportunity to shine. I really like that kid. Um, tight end John Carlson, he's yet to impress. At least he is targeted consistently. I'd keep him on your roster, and I'd definitely keep him in your lineup. I mean, he definitely at this point has the most receiving potential for the Seahawks. And if I had to go with it, I would probably put this game in the hands of the Chargers.
1: Yep. So let's move on. We've got four more games and about eight minutes to cover them, so we're going to the lightning round here, if you will. Um, Next up, we're going to look at Oakland, Arizona. There's not a lot to say about Oakland, so my part will be quick. Uh, Jason Campbell is looking like he's getting benched this week. I would not start Kredkowski. Um, If I had to start somebody, it would be wide receiver Lewis Murphy uh, out of that whole receiving core. Uh, But even then, not really excited about him. I would start Darren McFadden. I've been pleasantly surprised by him the last few weeks. He's gone above what I thought he would. Um, Maybe on tight end Zach Miller, it really depends on what options you have and how deep your league is. But I don't think he's getting a ton of balls his way this week. I would say no to kicker, no to defense because neither are very good. (laughs) I'll
2: I'll make my part quick for you too. Um, Quarterback (laughs) situation in Arizona. I'm not a fan of starting Derek Anderson at this point. He's not accurate. He's playing subpar. Unfortunately, you have talent like Larry Fitzgerald on your team. You have to start Larry Fitzgerald and hope that he, you know, helps Derek Anderson out. Um, they also have Breston, and 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 you know and until the quarterback situation is worked out, I don't know if he has that much fantasy value. The only other person I would start from the team would be obviously Tim Hightower because with Beanie Wells still sat still up in the air with his knee injury, Tim Hightower continues to make an attractive flex play for owners, and I'm going to have to give this game to the Cardinals.
1: Agreed. Let's what do you think about Indianapolis and Denver? Indian Denver. Um, obviously, there are some guys on Indianapolis that you never sit, like Peyton Manning. Um, even Reggie Wayne. Right now, I like Austin Collie more than Pierre Garçon. Uh, I know there's always been a question between the two this year. I would say go Austin Colley. Uh Yes on jo- Joseph Adai, the running back. Always yes on tight end Dallas Clark. Yes, the kicker, I would not start their defense just because I think Denver's going to give them a little bit more uh, than a lot of other teams, but I I think it'll be a closer game, but I think Indianapolis wins this.
2: Yeah, um, I like Kyle Orton so far for, for the Broncos. I'd definitely give him the brains to my team if the matchup looked doable. Old Georgia boy, no Sean Marino. He's having a fun time out there in Denver he is definitely a workhorse. I enjoy watching him. I enjoy having him on my roster. I think he needs to be a bit more consistent and get his head on straight because Corral Buck- Buckhalter is definitely breathing down his neck. As for the receivers, I personally i am not much of a Jabbar Gaffney fan. I, I hope that... Um, like I said, the emergence of Demarius Thomas, he won't be. hopefully Jamar Gaffney won't be utilized as much. I think Demarius Thomas is definitely going to be a breakout player. People should pick him up. And obviously, if you have Eddie Royal, if you, if you have him, you should start him.
1: I can, I can agree with all that. <laughs> Let's take a look at the Jets at Miami. This is their Sunday night game. And uh, the Jets are always a hot topic thanks to Hard Knocks this year and to a few police water incidents this week. <laughs> um, yeah, I would start Mark Sanchez only in a two-quarterback league um, just because I don't really love him, and I think I've made that so apparent over the last few weeks. Here. Just a little. <laughs> um, um, I'm not going to start Braylon Edwards. He had his little DUI run in with the law this week. The team has said that they will not start him, but that he will play. But nobody knows how much he's going to play, so I don't think it's a risk worth taking. I would start LaDainian Tomlinson. I might think about starting Sean Green, depending how deep your league is and how much you really like this matchup. I would start tight end Dustin Keller. I would start the kicker. I would start the defense. I do love Miami, though. I'm not going to lie about that either.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I – you know, Chad Henne he de- he doesn't have much fa- fantasy re- re- uh, relevance in my book at th- at this point. You know, I think I think that you know I like the potential for him. You know, especially since the addition of Brandon Marshall to the Dolphins. You know, I'm thinking that the Dolphins in this game might be playing from behind a lot, which could yeah. lead to Brandon Marshall having production and in turn Chad Henne having that too. You know, but they are really, one a one first defense
1: love affair with Chad Henney, so I always want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's playing a tough defense this week.
2: Yeah, and you know, obviously if you have Brandon Marshall, you start him. Um, If you have Ronnie Brown, you start him. Ricky Williams, do not start him. Um, And I I hope, I actually hope that the Dolphins win this game.
1: I would love to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move to the the last. I I would love it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Let's go to the last matchup, Green Bay at Chicago with a a Monday night game.
1: (laughs) Um, It's no secret that we both love Aaron Rodgers to death. Um, I say you always start him, but that's because I always draft him. So I'm starting him. I would also start Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, maybe even running back Brandon Jackson. It's still kind of a sketchy backfield since Ryan Grant is done for the year. So I'm not super confident in that yet Ginny. you can let us know what you think too um tight end for michael finley i would definitely start i would absolutely start mason Crosby, the kicker but the defense really would depend on what you <laughs> have as options
2: <coughs> excuse me sorry i'm trying to get over a cold here Um, Obviously, as a Green Bay fan, I would start every player I had. I don't care if it's Matt Flynn or Brett Swain, I'd start him. Not really. But I I would start Brandon Jackson. I mean, he is their feature back at this point. I mean, I know they just signed Dimitri Nance, but Brandon Jackson's the guy there at this point. Um, For Chicago, you know, I've always had a – don't tell anybody, but I totally have a crush on Jay Cutler. I am. I have liked him. I've always been high on him, despite what anyone, you know, tells me to think about him.
1: I don't I don't see the appeal, but make your case.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I think he's done very well this season. I think he and he definitely warrants a start against Green Bay. I think that'd be a that's definitely gonna be one heck of a Monday night game. Um the only other duet
1: I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think this is gonna be a really fun game to watch.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I may not go to work that Tuesday, so um <laughs> but the only other big name for the Bears right now is obviously Matt Forte. If he's got the ball, something is going to happen. He's got great PPR value as well. Chester Taylor, uh, not really fantasy relevant. Then you've got Johnny Knox, Devin Hester, and Earl Bennett, and they're all guys who will who will see some action. It's a toss-up on who's going to be the winner of Cutler's Passes each week. I mean, definitely I think Johnny Knox has the lead in that. So if it comes down the line.
1: My favorite among the group.
2: Yeah, if if it comes down to it at some point you're desperate for a bi week filler and the Bears have a nice matchup of those, you definitely need to, to rely on Johnny Knox to plug into your roster. Greg Olson, eh, I could do without him. He's not really being targeted that much. He's not that much of a viable fantasy option, uh, but definitely the, the Green Bay Packers are going to take this game.
1: I tend to agree with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the correct uh, answer. I think, I think we got through our lightning round pretty well. Uh, there is not time for any strategy tonight. Uh, we instead helped a fellow fantasy football player hopefully take his league down this week. <laughs> um but I want to just remind you that we will be here next week from 9:30 to 10:30 Eastern like always and that throughout the week feel free to email us tweet us we love to talk to you especially Sunday morning if you're trying to figure out who to start who to sit we're answering all questions so feel free to get a hold of us either way on email the number 4 t h n show at gmail.com or on Twitter under the same handle, which is the number 4 Inches show. And on the Twitter page, you can find out how to get to Ginny's Twitter, my Twitter, Scott's Twitter, anybody you want to talk to, we're around. Um, you can also visit FantasyFootballSherpa.com all week long. It's updated every day. It's got these great uh, customizable stats, so you can figure out who would fit your league scoring best, it's also got a great blog where we debate things throughout the week, and uh, the Sherpa is also giving us some fun football pieces on the Huffington Post. Keep an eye out for those. And, Ginny, anything you want to plug?
2: Nope, not right now, and I'm glad that, that, that the Sherpa is actually um, allowing me to be a part of your team officially. Um, I've been kind of... I've been kinda of affiliated just by myself the past couple of um well the past year because I went back to work and so I couldn't devote as much time as I would like to fancy football. But now that I'm back in the swings of swing of things and the season is geared up, obviously I wanna get my hands on everything I can. So I really appreciate the opportunity. I think that we're gonna um have a great season this year, definitely.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And I think we definitely have to have you come back at some point in the future and let us know how your teams are doing and um Anything else you guys want from us, you can find us on Twitter, or email, you can call us next week. Uh, feel free to call during the show for fantasy football advice like you saw this week. We're more than happy to do it. And thank you so much, Ginny, for co-hosting with me tonight since the Sherpa couldn't make it. I really appreciate it. And it was you. my pleasure. <laughs> and thank you guys all for listening, and we'll see you next week at 9.30 Eastern.